What up, what up, what up, San Antonio, El Paso, Abilene, people up in Lubbock, people up in Tyler, people up in the Shaw City, people down the whole 305 South Florida region, and my people down Laredo. You are tuned in here to the Monday edition of the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing and spinning the one and twos. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios, and today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a Dose. 877-37-GRIND. If you know what you want to talk about, like always, it is open phone lines. Anything that happened over the weekend that's sports-related that you want to bring to the airways, feel free to do that. We just ask you call during the breaks and be patient during the long segments and breaks, and we'll get to the phone calls accordingly. And also keep in mind, if you need to reach out to me or follow me via Twitter, you can do that at SportsGrind. And also, if you ever miss any of the shows live, you can always go to SportsGrind on Online.com where you can download the daily podcast daily, seven days a week, 365. Also, we made an announcement on Friday for future reference when you're in our affiliates that are preempted by Rangers or Astros and you're used to listen to on uh, Fox El Paso on the iHeart app. You can just go now to sportsgrindonline.com. You can click the play button and you can get us that way. And keep in mind, too, if you want to stream the show live all right, and leave comments during the show, you can do that as well. All you got to do is go to the business Facebook page of Sports Grind Entertainment or you can go to my personal page and you can leave comments and I'll respond to those on air in real time. If not, I'll respond to those later as well. 877-37-GRIND. What's up, Mr. Clark? Ready to rock and roll. All right, man. It is Monday, so let's get the week started off right. And this is draft week in the National Football League. Finally. That is officially here, okay, because usually after draft, then you know you get the rookie minicamp. The next thing you know, it's OTA. Next thing you know, you know, we get past May and June, get them rough months out the way. And next thing you know, we talk about reporting early camp. You know, so the draft is officially here this week. And I've been saying for the last couple weeks uh, that I believe that I will be surprised and shocked if we come in here by the time we come in here Friday after day one of the draft, if there's not some type of trades of sort from all over the place. Now, I mean, now it doesn't necessarily have to be a blockbuster and a quarterback just trades. And one of the trades is rumoring. We'll get to that, too. That's kind of heating up uh, with Philly. You know, they're a very aggressive organization, but I definitely want to get to that. Um, also, what else do we got going on? College football. You know, this is spring ball getting ready to kick off. Colorado over the weekend, their um, scrimmage game. You know, the inner scrimmage, everybody does. You know, UT does it, orange and white versus white, all that. They got 40,000 plus to show up. And snow flurries. Okay. Very impressed. Uh, Dion, of course, is no secret. Has a lot of momentum going with that program. Um, you know, to get that. I think last year they had maybe like, I think they said 3,000 show up. Or yeah, it was around like two or 3,000. Yeah, yeah. 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 So 40,000 plus. And not only that, they put their game on ESPN. Normally, hell, even the defending champs, Georgia, they were on the deuce. Okay, and normally some of these spring games, they put them on ESPN, too, especially this time of year uh, with NBA playoffs and their other contractual agreements. But they put Colorado on 
ESPN. So it's moving. I know he had a kid transfer out after the spring game. I know that's made new. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, you know, he's been one thing about Prime, Coach Prime, I should say. He's been straight up with him. He just say it's not going to be for everybody. And at the end of the day, he's bringing quite a few kids from Jackson State. Uh, He's got a couple other ones that he went into this game with on the transfer portal that he's gotten from some of the SEC teams, some decommits. So, yeah, I'm pretty sure the kids that transferred out didn't even didn't like where they positioned themselves, where they were on the depth chart philosophy. I don't know. But that's just going to be the norm with the transfer portal. And it ain't just Dion. It's going to happen to Nick in Alabama. It's going to happen to Kirby. It's going to happen to everybody. It's just one of those things that the transfer portal has become, like Bill O'Brien said, NFL free agency without the rules. You know, pretty much. So you got that going on. Also, uh, we are coming off of Fight Weekend. All right, Fight Weekend. Tank Davis versus Ryan Garcia. Probably one of the first fights in years that I've actually purchased uh, that wanted to see this. Um, They won them one hit of liver quitters. Um, Look, man. I told you Friday. I mean, I don't, I'm, you know, I'm no boxing expert, no Larry Merchant or something like that. But I will tell you that I knew that the stage makes a difference on these type of fights. And now to Ryan Garcia's defense a little bit. I mean, I don't think that he came out and showed that much nerves. Um, you know, I think he did come out kind of aggressively because, you know, you talk all this stuff during the week about knock him out. I'm going to knock him out. He kept pushing, pushing until second round. He ran into one and sat down and his ass backed up from there on to the fight. I mean, he was still a little mini aggressive, but not when he kind of started. It was like, oh, okay, okay, Little mighty mice can punch. Yeah. And then, you know, going in the seventh round, which Tank predicted the seventh round, which I don't really think that he was really trying to really finish him off in the seventh round. Because if you listen to him most in his training group, they said they wanted to kind of punish him and and make him suffer a little bit. But, um, you know, I just thought the irony of that was he caught him with the same punch. His boss man, De La Hoya, went down two years ago uh, to Bernard Hopkins. And um, I've never been punched like that from a professional boxer in the kidney, but I've, you know, I've been hit in the in the stomach. I've lost wind where you can. I mean, if you played sports long enough, that's happened to you. But I've never been punched by a professional boxer uh, in the liver and the stomach. And I can only imagine that's very painful because, I mean, look, he tried to play it off. I mean, you thought he was low-key and he just went down and he just couldn't get up. Um, but look, I, I I didn't feel that Ryan Garcia was really um, on the level of experience, even though their records and wins and losses were not too far apart. It's just the caliber of fighters that Tank Davis has fought. And the other thing I took away from it is Oscar, Lado- Oscar De La Hoya has tried everything under the sun to find somebody to beat Team Money Mayweather at. He couldn't do it. He's tried to mimic his promotion business off of Floyd, you know, the whole golden boy. And look, I, I, I never I didn't have I got more respect for Oscar outside the ring of what he's done business wise, the boxing and what he's tried to do than more than even he did in the ring just because he fought a bunch of tomato cans early on. And he tried to fight Julio Cesar Chavez that was like 100 years old at the time and had like 100 fights under his belt. 
And I always believe the only reason why he took that is because just to try to show, proving that he was a real Mexican. Because basically, it's part of his culture. He always got accused of like, oh, he's not a real Mexican fighter. He's not this and that. He really handpicked and cherry-picked his fights. And Bob Arum did it too, you know, for him. So the one thing I took is like, oh, you lost again. I mean, I know Canelo was supposed to be the one. And I, everybody knows I've got a lot of respect for Canelo. Canelo was the one. Now this Ryan Garcia, I mean, they even tried to market his style and his image pretty much like Oscar De La Hoya, the pretty boy and all that kind of stuff. And nope. And he's and you could tell in the pre-press conference between, I think, who is Mayweather's man? Ellerby, the, the, the guy, the black dude with the suit with the gla- that handles everything. And then Oscar, they got into it at the press conference. Saying like, hey man, we kicked all y'all's ass. We ran through your bum fighters already. I mean, he's salty, man. Oscar is all. I've always thought he's jealous, jealous and envious of Floyd's career. And the only reason why is because Floyd got to do it his way, and he ran his own ship, and he made a lot of money doing it. While at the meantime, Oscar De La Hoya had to go a couple rounds with Bomb Arum. Period. So. I don't know where Ryan Garcia goes from here. I told you that I felt that this fight was more important for Ryan Garcia because, again, you know, I saw things on social media about YouTube fighter, Internet fighter. And I told you the only reason why I knew I told AC the only reason why I knew about Ryan Garcia a couple years ago is because of social media, Facebook, seeing him pop up and go viral through his at his house, bringing friends over. You know, he's friends with Juju Smith. I seen Juju put on one of the, the the body pads around his stomach, see if he could take a punch. Like it was all fun and dandy. And he's made a good chunk of money already. But, you know, I don't think, you know, your career is over just because you lose, you know, one fight especially your first big fight on this stage. But I do feel like it's going to have to be, he's going to have to go on the grind and he's going to have to go ahead and really get some other fights and beat some people to kind of get back up there. His momentum has definitely come to a halt in my opinion, in my opinion. But um, did you see the fight, Jonas? I did. Yeah. What was your thoughts of it? I mean, it was good. I had it. I figured that Tank was going to be the one to do it. I was surprised. Again, we talked about on Friday, the over-under was also set at seven and a half. Hmm. Yeah, um, the hook got people. If you so took the, the exactly. under or the um, over. But no, I mean, Tank Tank looked like everything he was supposed I was I was shocked the fight ended, to be honest, because the first angle that you saw, mm-hmm. I was like, why did he fall down? Because it it almost in my it looked like a glancing shot. Right? I, I'll agree with you on that because I, I, I like, felt I, I felt the same thing. I told you, so I was like, man, I don't even think he hit him flush. And even after the first replay, I was like, damn. No, but then when they, they showed the other side angle, angle, yeah, yeah the side angle, like, and you see oh, it go in, yeah. I was like, okay, you know, I'm surprised he was even able to gather himself, and he just didn't fold like that because Oscar folded like a sack of potatoes when Bernard Hopkins hit him with that. But again, we'll see. I mean, the only good thing about Ryan Garcia, <clears throat> the good thing he has in his corner, he's still young, he's marketable, you know, and it's just going to depend on how what his team is. And I will say both fighters, I think Tank Davis and Ryan Garcia, I think they showed uh, great sportsmanship afterwards, especially Tank. I mean, I think Tank gets misconstrued because of his image and what he looks like and the camp he came from, Mayweather. I mean, but I think the kid is humble. I mean, I really do. I mean, yeah, he'll he'll tell you how he feels, right? He'll tell, you know, Jim Gray how he really feels afterwards or whatever like that. But I think for the most part, you know, the young kid's humble. You know, I should say young man. He's not a kid, but the young man is humble. But, I mean, we'll see. I mean, right now, like he told uh, – you know, Jim Gray, 
whose interviews to this day is so annoying. Like Jim is just like, I couldn't be a professional athlete and want to talk to Jim. I couldn't. Jim is very annoying. Like, hey, take the towel off. I can't hear you. Man, I just went through a box of mouth, man. People can hear me just because you, like Jim must, he takes things as so disrespect. But anyway, Tank, just like he told Jim Gray, you know, F right, I'm the face of boxing right now. I mean, he is. I mean, I think See, he I, is. I, I, I don't know entirely about that, uh, Jonas. He's up there. I mean, he's. I mean, look. First he, he of all, he sold out what now? Like seven consecutive. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not taking anything away from him. He's but. one of the look. This was. This was arguably, and this is nothing to brag about. This is arguably the biggest fight that we've had in boxing in a few years. Boxing. I mean, you can name. I'm like you write for the sport. People cover the sport even more than I do, and I do a sports talk radio show. At the end of the day, I'll still challenge y'all. There that you can talk about other boxers. You can talk about other guys coming up. You could talk whatever. At the end of the day, and it's nothing to brag about. This was the biggest fight that we've seen. And this is the one fight that got casual boxer fans to click pay. Okay. Now, if you're a purist, you can sit there and say, I disagree with that, Calvin. That's this box, that match. What about this fight? Nah, man, I'm talking about passer buyer and I'm talking about pay per view. So to me, Tank Davis, because of where he comes from and Money Mayweather as well, too, because, you know, people forget, man, when Mayweather had 24 seven, when he used to do those HBOs with 24 seven or Showtime, when he did that mega fight deal, I remember Tank being a teenager getting thrown in what they call the ring of death or whatever they call it, where you just get 30, 40 brothers in gym and Mayweather's gym. And he's throwing in them with grown men with headgear on. And it's just fight till you can't basically stand up no more. Tank's been groomed for this. Tank is the face or the biggest face or one of the biggest faces in boxing right now. I, I, would, I would say one of, I have no problem with saying one of, but I still think that even passerby boxer fan recognizes the name Tyson Fury and Canelo Alvarez more than they know Tank Davis. First of all, Tyson Fury, I'm not even going to count Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury's been retired. He's unretired. He was supposed to have a fight. Tyson Fury is not active right now. So Tyson doesn't even count. And 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 who else did you say? Canelo. Canelo. Well, yes, Canelo is the thing, but go look at Canelo's last pay-per-view buys. Have you checked those out? I mean, I'm a you know I'm a big I've always had Canelo's back in in, in down here, especially in the two one oh. He gets no respect from majority of not all because I I know you can't say that all, but majority of even the diehard Hispanic boxing fans in the two one oh in the city I live in, they don't even respect Canelo. So to me, if you even go look at Canelo's pay per view fights, the last they're not as I don't I don't know what the numbers are yet on this Tank Davis and Garcia, but I would willing to bet you a dollar to a donut, uh, Canelo. Canelo's last two or three fights probably won't outdraw whatever the number is going to be on this Ryan Garcia and Tank Davis fight. And, and you're talking to a Canelo guy. I'm just telling you, I mean, I don't know what your definition is of face of boxing, but well, face again, of boxing is... Passerby, if you, if you go to somebody and you say, hey, who, who's, a, who's the best boxer right now? I feel like somebody, whether, whether you know their lineup of who they faced or not, anybody, like, just like if you go Tom Brady... Somebody's going to say, Tom Brady, name a football player, Tom Brady. Okay, name a boxer, pick a random person. Name an active boxer right now. I think you're going to first get Tyson Fury, who is fighting this summer, by the way, and uh, and Canelo Alvarez before you'd get a Tank Davis. That's all I'm saying, because passerby, if you're the face, everybody knows LeBron James, NBA, basketball. You know Tom Brady, football. Okay, I think you could maybe argue um, Alvarez for uh, for baseball, Listen. MLB. Women lie, men lie, women lie, men lie, numbers don't. I love Canelo. 
there's more people I think that you realize that know about Tank Davis than before. Even before he started winning. Think about where he comes from, dude. He's on Money Mayweather. I mean, boxing has missed Mayweather. It's hurt without him. Regardless, people can hate Mayweather. They can do whatever. Boxing has, UFC's been really kicking boxing's ass since Mayweather left. So at the end of the day, Tank Davis, I think you underestimate on how many people know Tank Davis based off of just being on his camp. And the bottom line is you could talk about, well, yeah, if I poll people in Canelo or if I poll people with Fury, go look at Canelo's last few pay-per-view fights and basically compare them to whatever the numbers are going to be between this and basically uh, and Ryan Garcia. I mean, I, I would willing to bet that their numbers are going to draw out the least last two or three Canelo fights. Maybe only one of them, but they're going to outdraw most of his fights. I think you underestimate how many people Tank. Like, Tank got a lot of people, and Ryan Garcia had a lot of people that tune in and bought this, man. I told you I ain't bought a fight in a few years since Mayweather left because it's been a joke. It's been either fighting somebody from UFC or not. Like, that's just, the, that's just the reality of it. You listen to the sports ground. When we get back, we'll jump into the NBA playoffs. We got a lot of series, some teams that are in control of series, some on the verge of sweeps, and we'll take a look at tonight's lineups as well, too. You listen to the sports grind. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios, 877-37-GRIND. We'll be back. Are you ready for a real cocktail? Then crack open a great tasting Zing Zang ready to drink cocktail. Like our Bloody Mary with vodka in a can. It's full strength with 9% alcohol and America's number one Bloody Mary mix. Or try our mango margarita crafted with silver tequila and real mango puree. Unlike those hard seltzers, each can is made with premium spirits and real ingredients. Just like a bartender made it for you. Zing Zang. Always bold, always ready. Go to ZingZang.com to find where to buy. Please Zing Zang responsibly. Official sponsor of the Sports Grind. For more than a century, the Pendleton Roundup has defined what it means to be a cowboy. It also gave life to something equally renowned, Pendleton Whiskey, capturing that unique spirit in every bottle and honoring the enduring legacy of the American West. Pendleton Whiskey is made with the finest northern grains and cut with Mount Hood Glacier water, a whiskey that celebrates the cowboy in all of us. That's Pendleton Whiskey. That's true Western tradition. Pendleton is the official whiskey of the PBR Tour. Pendleton Distillers, Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Please drink responsibly. Pendleton Whiskey, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. Are you moving around the greater San Antonio area? Choose the storage experts. Tiger Moving and Storage. Whether you're moving an office or the whole family, Tiger Moving and Storage offers container drop-off and delivery with efficient, prompt, and cost-effective service. To learn more and to secure your portable storage container today, go to choosetiger.com. Tiger Moving and Storage, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing, spin the one and twos. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose, and we are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Specs. There's nothing like the arrival of spring and the company smell of fresh cut prices in the air at Specs. Nobody does wine like Specs with a Texas size selection of world class wines. At lower prices, you'll find the perfect zing for spring at Specs. 
That is Specs, official sponsor of the Sports Grind and official partner of the Dallas Cowboys. 87737-GRIND. Speaking of spring, yeah. Mother Nature said, man, screw your fiesta. Yesterday when they blew through. Which to me, it's like, it is what it is. I've said this forever. It's like, I was doing fiesta when I was 14, 15, man. During the week. You know, I was spoiled like that. So you take it all the way to like my early 20s, barely. Maybe I went a couple times. It's just burnt out of that. You know, drunk people pushing around on you and spilling beer. You know, but anyway, that little cool front blew in here yesterday. Didn't feel like spring. So it's weather just weird. But anyway, uh, Josh from Medina is checking in through Facebook Live. He says, Jonas is right. Canelo is more of a household name. Look, household name and face of boxing is two different things, man. That, okay, that, well, how, that, how do you define nah, man, it's no, no, two no, no, different things. Hold up, because you asked me the question before, yeah. and I told you how I define it, and I'm, uh, Medina's right here. I think that it's a household name, okay? So how do you define the face of boxing? Draw. Meaning like, and I, and I kind of, and I have to correct myself because I told a lie. I forgot. No, I had purchased pay-per-view before. Matter of fact, Tank's, I think Tank's last fight, a second to last fight to the guy he fought that everybody thought was going to beat him then. You've already, you've already so, said on the record before too, though, that you're picky when it comes to boxing and he's your, he's your new Mayweather. He's no, your new Mayweather. Well, he, I'm going to put him as my new Mayweather. I mean, May, I'm going to like pump the brakes. I mean, the guy's got a long way to go. In I mean, terms May, of you're going to turn on the TV. I, I mean, it, because he's very unique, his size, and we haven't seen a guy that that size hit as hard as him. That's why he's getting compared to Mike Tyson and stuff. The baby Mike Tyson. Okay. Like I don't claim to be no Larry Merchant in boxing, but I'm, I'm old enough and pay attention to enough to know I can talk boxing. I know who's pretenders and who's contenders and who moves the needle. And as far as I'm concerned, the reason why I'll even say about the face of boxing is because the guy that he fought last time or the time before, everybody thought he's going to lose that fight. So to me, tank for one tanks, taking the fights that people want him to take. The other thing I've always got to defend, uh, you know, Canelo on is because a lot of people don't even feel like he fights nobody. And again, it's, there are it's two a totally the, different points in the career. Not, right, at this when, point. when you're talking, people have felt like that with Canelo for a while, Jonas. I mean, like I said, he doesn't get the respect from majority of Hispanic box of fans that don't even think he's a true Hispanic boxer and don't. And I don't even know what that means or explain that, but that's the truth. Same thing Oscar went through. I remember Vargas talking all kind of crap before Oscar had to beat him, talking about you're not a true Mexican, you don't know, you're from L.A., you don't know anything. Oscar went through that as well, too. So so to me, it's one of those situations to where you could sit there and say, well, gosh, he's, he's around longer because Canelo's more house on it. That don't mean that you are the top of the face of boxing. It means basically people, there's a lot of things that go into that. Who's going to purchase your fights and are you giving the people the fight they want to feel? And basically, have you lost yet too is somewhat to that too. Not all the way, but it's a lot of things that go into that. Like, if you want to say he's one of them, that's fine. But I'm just telling you right I now. I have no argument saying well, he's one of them. I'll tell you right now. Jim Gray asked him the question straight up in the middle of the ring. And Tank hardly ever cusses doing interviews and all that. He says, you F right I am. Because basically, he's he, he, people know, man, about that sport. You know who's he got says next. He's the face. No, but oh, you okay. know. But his, his resume shows it, man. Like, I'm still waiting for you to look at the numbers. You're a number guy. Look at the pay-per-view I, I, numbers. I'm digging. I'm digging. Yeah, keep digging. We're, we're, because we're cause, cause Joshua and y'all, y'all look at it like, oh, well, it's just because people know more. People people just know more because it's more of a household name. Recognizability is part of being a face of a sport. The tank. The, look, all I'm telling you, there is not a fighter 
I think in the last, what, I don't know, since COVID, pre-19, 2019, that people have a rush. We've had to result to fighters fighting UFC people. Let me talk to you boxing purists for a minute, and let me just let you all know where exactly. Okay, that is, that no, is no, hold no, up, hold I want to put, that is Jake Paul. It ain't just an, Jake Paul, man. Did, did, outlier did, in did, did Conor McGregor fight uh, Floyd? Yeah. Okay, either one of them named Jake Paul? That no, they're a, not. That was a one-off no, in they're 2017. Not. Jonas, you've had UFC people fighting boxers, man. A- at the end of the day, whether you want to say Jake, that's what I'm, my point with this is this is where the sport's gotten because there hasn't been somebody that's basically moved the needle since Mayweather. I like Canelo, man. This ain't a bash Canelo, uh, you know, basically segment. He does not. He does not move the needle that much. He doesn't move the needle with his own people that much. So I'm just telling y'all, don't kill the messenger, man. I'm telling y'all, I'm just telling you what the reality of it is. I'll just tell you what the reality of it is. The the sport's been missing since Mayweather's left. And the, it's been up there for the taking. I mean, yes, you know, first of all, the way we treat, uh, when you say fur, f- fury, first of all, Americans ain't never accepted a heavyweight champion that's not really non-American for the most part. The closest one to come to that was Lennox Lewis. That's the closest. Okay. That, so when you say Fury, he ain't embraces the heavy. There's nothing like being the heavyweight champion of the world in when you're an American. That's why people, Wilder, when he had those belts, people were getting the phenomenon about that. I remember hearing Wilder had a caller that was calling up from Alabama telling me about Wilder a decade over, but even probably five, seven years before he hit the mainstream. So I'm just telling you that pretty much, in my opinion, right now, the face of whether well, you want to say the one of the the face the guy that's moving the needle is Tank right now. That's just it. And the the only other guy to move the needle like that prior to him, and he ain't even moving it like Mayweather. I'm not saying he's moving the needle like Mayweather because ain't nobody moved the meter meter like Mayweather. Because if you hated him, you wanted to tune in and buy his fight to see him get his ass kicked, and finally somebody beat him, or unless you just loved him and you wanted to support him. Eight seven seven. Three seven grind, but anyway, let's keep it moving here. NBA playoffs. All right, you can react to that Twitter if you want to. Uh, but NBA playoffs is continuing to roll on, and we have some series that have some teams that have gained control of series, and then we've got some series that are knotted up right now to a to a piece. And let's start with the defending champs, uh, the Golden State Warriors. Okay, who pretty much go back home. They defend home court. You know, the whole story about Draymond getting suspended, missing a game and doing all that, had to deal with that in game three, was able to be victorious. And then they went, uh, you know, the other day, when yesterday, I should say, it ends up getting a victory to protect home court and tie it at two apiece. Um, it's a best two out of three now. And I'm t- what do you got? Well, it's a best two out of three. And uh, yeah. coming down the wire, um, we've got breaking news as, oh, far, breaking as, news. as far as this goes. Uh, report Yahoo Sports Kings All-Star Darren Fox fractured, fractured his finger and his shooting hand in Game 4 versus the Warriors is going to be doubtful for hmm. Game 5. Hasn't been ruled out, but Woj is saying he's doubtful. Fractured to the tip of his left index finger. Yeah, that I mean, that sucks. I mean, if that's being reported, that's true. That just sucks. And that's just the name of the game of this year's playoffs is uh, health. And I was going to get to that here shortly. 
uh, and my thoughts with that. When you look at that Clippers situation, you look at what's going to acquire. So, yeah, that breaking news. Um, I had Golden State winning this series anyway. Um, I felt that, you know, I didn't think Sacramento was going to win a game in Golden State, but I figured Golden State was going to win one of these in Sacramento, and that's what they're going to have to do. Uh, they're going to either have to do it in game five or they're going to have to do it in game seven. Uh, but yesterday, before we get into speed a little bit, I think yesterday was just a game. Look, it's one of those that, look, through four games we played through this series, Sacramento does look faster than Golden State. Uh, they look like they've got more scoring options on the court than Golden State most all the time. I mean, you can also look at the scoring disparity when Steph Curry has to go get a breather when he's on and off the court. Um, but again, you can say all those things and the reality of it is this comes down to and what it's going to come down to is a little bit of experience execution um, when you get down to a two out of three series like this. And, and Golden State has shown time after time again they've been there and done that. Now, yesterday you saw something that you very rarely see, and that was Steph Curry uh, making a mental mistake and not knowing the situation and situational basketball in regards to timeouts. Now, according to what I'm hearing, basically Steph forgot that they challenged a play and lost the challenge and didn't have any timeouts. He had a Chris Webber moment. They saved his ass because um, if, if they would lose that game and go down 3-1 despite his line yesterday and how well he's played so far during these series, speaking of Steph – it would have been almost you could have pent that loss on him. And and the reality of it is, is that um, they had to make a defensive stop. That's the irony of it. They had to make a defensive stop at the end of the game, which they've struggled all year defensively. But that was what they were able to do. But this just comes down to where Golden State. Now, this news that we're getting with Darren Fox, if he's out, that's definitely changing every a lot because Darren Fox has been the calm guy that has pretty much been steady and really can match Steph and cancel out pretty much almost his production in this particular series. OK, Um you know, I know what Monk has done. I mean, he had that bad game in game three. He bounced back with a decent game in game four. But make no mistake about it, all year long, uh, it's been Darren Fox that's made the, been the stir that stirs the drink. And he's the guy that's been there closing the fourth quarter. So if he can't go uh, going back home, uh, not saying that Sacramento can't still win this game, but it's going to be tough. And that really sucks. And that's really the theme of this whole playoffs, to be honest with you, with everybody. And I think, again, I said it last week. I've said it the previous weeks. It's just going to be about who is the healthiest at the end of June, who's going to be hosting the Larry O'Brien Trophy. And that goes for Eastern Conference, and that goes for Western Conference as well. But that is definitely a bummer because you want to see all these, especially because we were, we were heading dead red for probably a Game 7 series, a seven-game series. You know, um, I think in order for that to happen, Sacramento's going to have to serve, hold serve tomorrow. Okay, because the reality of it is, is that I don't think Sacramento, for one, has the skins on the wall. Um, they're still you got to go through it because it is different. It is hard, man. Like they said, I've never played it. I've never played at that level, never played anywhere close to the NBA level. But I'm smart enough to listen to other guys who have gone through it. And they said it's very it's a, it is. I know it sounds cliche, but it is night and day from the regular season to the postseason because it's grueling. you got to beat a team like this four times out of seven. And by the third or fourth time game, everybody knows what they're doing. And then it comes down to execution and then how much ice water you got in your veins. And with Sacramento. 
Medal not being there. They've showed hell of a poise up to this point, but eventually that could get that career's ugly head. And it kind of did in game four with some of their decisions toward the end when they had made that run to come back. They had poor execution as well also. So um, it sucks if that's the news about Fox, but hey, it is what it is. You know, Golden State had to play one game without Draymond Green. So it is what it is, but we'll see. It should be a hell of a two out of three, regardless if Fox is there or not. It should be a hell of a series coming down two out of three. What do you got? Draymond Green and De'Aaron Fox are on two totally different levels of importance to their team. You just put them two in the same sentence. Oh, well, they had to play without Draymond. This is more more like the Warriors having to play without Steph. uh, No, I, I don't know if you heard Steve Kerr the other day. Um, but the truth of the matter is when you talk about a team that's been challenged defensively, but let me just stick to what Steve Kerr said. They don't have a four banners in there without Draymond. I get so, that. so, so at the end of the day, I disagree with you because the truth of the matter is Draymond is very important to what they do. Not two things. One in rotation, you saw Steve Kerr basically elect to bring him off the bench instead of coming right back and starting after Looney and what happened in game three. And number two, he's a bit callous on the one, thing they've been weak this whole season on and that's defensively so if you take Draymond off they're still a, a, a worse defensive team and that's really what it comes down to Darren Fox yes he's the court but they're still Monk you still have Harrison Barnes who has a ring over there I mean you still have Sabonis I mean when you talk about Drake because first of all we went into this series for the most people that pay attention went into this series knowing that most likely Sacramento was the deeper team And if you take away Draymond Green for a team that wasn't that deep already, and that's the reason why they've struggled and they've been under 500, that's a significant, that, that to me, I mean, we can split hairs, but to me, that's not something just to go, oh, okay, push it to the side. I'm sorry. It's not. I I would give you maybe Draymond Green comparing to even on the far end, okay, Malik Monk. I mean, Malik is still going to have a greater impact offensively for sure. Um, but if you want to put best defender on best defender or, or even I, – I, I, I actually take that back. I would give you Mitchell, Kavion Mitchell, if, if the guy guarding Steph in this series. If you take away Kavion Mitchell, that's like not having Draymond Green. Jonas, Draymond Green does, doesn't play a defense. He rebounds. He leads. Half the time, he's and, and the guy bringing up the ball with the break, man. Where, don't You watch basketball. You've been watching him, don't you? The whole series. Okay. And, I, and all season. So, so to me, what I'm trying to tell you is you, you're acting like Draymond's a role player. Draymond is a big for look. You're Steve acting Star- like Darren Fox is a role no, player. No, man. I'm, I've been talking Darren Fox all year on this show. I've been talking about Darren. I've seen Darren Fox when he wasn't this Darren Fox with, uh, when Luke Walton was there. Period. I know who Darren Fox is. Watched him at Kentucky. I watched Monk in Kentucky. I watched a lot of basketball. What I'm telling you is that, yes, Darren Fox, it, it sucks if he can't go or whatever, but I'm not going to let you just b- b- speed bump because the last name in Curry or Clay that, oh, it's no big deal. They played a playoff game without Draymond Green. If, if go ask and poll them and poll other people back, a lot of people say, "How can you say that when the people think that Cleveland doesn't come back from three to one if Draymond doesn't get suspended?" How do you answer that then if Draymond is just some some guy? Oh, it doesn't matter. They play a game without Draymond. What are you talking about? Because of his fit on the team in a series, yes. But if you're talking about one game impact, and you're talking about the Warriors without Draymond Green, 
being worse. I'm being in I the just, worst position listen, I talk, the Kings without listen, De'Aaron Fox, I, the NBA's listen, clutch player of the year. Listen, an award they just started giving up this year. Okay, and we either you or anybody else knows what the hell the resume is to even get that. So don't even play like that. Some 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 solidified because they gave him clutch player of the year. Listen, what I'm trying to tell you is is that the whole point of my take on that was the fact that if I'm not mistaken, Fox is a starter, right? Yeah, and up in, star. Okay, okay, and up until game four, Draymond was a starter, right? So what I'm telling you is both teams are going to be playing one game without a starting five in this series. Period. And Derek That's White a, is a starter on the Celtics. No, man, at the end of the day. And Derek White starter, starter doesn't hey, matter. You know starter what? doesn't just make hey, starter for starter difference. And let me tell you something. If it ain't for Derek White, I don't think the Celtics are coming back up 3-1 either. From what he did in game three. He's having a great so, impact, so, but it's not no, like the man. Celtics no, placing, playing without no, Jason Tatum. No. The problem is with you people like that, y'all like to try to pick and choose in regards to y'all. It's the fantasy side. It's the fantasy world and the basketball world where like, oh, that's just Dream. That's Darren Fox. First of all, yes, Darren Fox is a point guard, but what I'm telling you, when a man that sits there that got titles as a player, titles as a coach now, when he sits there and says, we don't have a, yeah, are they tired of his act? Do they get irritated? But he's sitting there telling you they don't have four, there's a big three like they, like see like sacramento ain't developed a big three yet we can see it their team coming you're talking that's like basically saying oh well you know what man manu's not tim but we play a couple the, the year that manu got hurt that's no big deal because he ain't tim or tony or tony's no big deal. That's t- dude that is the big clay thompson draymond green and steph is part of a big three cal if you go playground with these two t- these two coaches and you put all the put the rosters all out and out in the line and you let Kerr and Brown pick teams, Darren Fox is going to get picked before Draymond Green because he's going to have a greater impact. You can't say that the Kings without De'Aaron Fox is going to be like I didn't what say the, that. What, what I'm telling you, no, but, but, but what I'm telling you is that in, these are professional athletes, dude. Like, like Barkley tells y'all all the time that there's really no bad players in the NBA. What I'm telling you, it's a starter for starter. Tomato, tomato. Kawhi's missed two games. You can't start no, no, for no, starter impact. No, it, but it doesn't matter. The point of it is they're still – you think they're going to sit there – and let me let me tell you something. I guarantee you if you have a, a reporter like you that's covering the game in the media and after the question you ask, hey, man, do you think it was a difference with no Darren Fox tonight? Y'all didn't play Darren Fox. You ask that to a Golden State player coach, you know what, they gonna, you know what the first response they're going to tell you? We didn't have Draymond Green in game three. That's what they're going to tell y'all. And, and and they're repping for their side, man. Man, I can tell people. I can tell bro. people who's ever take panoramic pictures, man. Who's who's been competitive sports and stuff. The way y'all think about stuff. That's the reason why most athletes can't stand people in the media. You listen to the sports grind. Today's show is being presented by Dosekis. Get a dose. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, producer, spinning the one and twos. We'll be back. When life sounds too much like this. It's time to consider more of this. Sometimes a little shift is all you need. A dose of perspective. Dos Equis Lager. Get a dose. Enjoy Dos Equis responsibly. Copyright 2021. Imported by Cervezas Mexicanas, White Plains, New York.
Whether you're looking for a date night at the Dominion or a light meal while shopping on the weekend, stop by Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion. Just five minutes north of the shopping center, Thai Lao Orchid's Vietnamese options are great for dinner or lunch, serving up staples from curry and noodles to the house special Nam and seafood lovers steamed clay pot. They're open weeknights from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and noon till 9 on Saturdays and noon to 8 on Sundays. That's Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. It's time to warm up that scoreboard and get ready to bring home the win with Specs. Specs has you covered with lower prices on all your favorite fan fuel. From craft beer, rare spirits, and world-class wine to chips, dips, and gourmet finer foods. And with same-day delivery when you order online or through the app, Specs is your MVP for the biggest score of the game. At Specs, the fun starts here. Here's to you, cheers to savings. Just because the sun is setting earlier doesn't mean the fun stops sooner. Now is the perfect time to get to Specs and stock up on after-summer savings with fresh new releases in every category. Specs has Texas' largest selection of lower-priced wines, craft cocktail ingredients, and beers that'll have you raising a glass to every sunset. The biggest savings of the season are at Specs. The fun starts here.